0: Hi there and welcome to Proverbs 31 Wannabe, where we discuss biblical womanhood and our constantly busy and sometimes crazy daily life. I'm Alexis Heeslip, and as a wife and mom of two little ones, I'm always striving and praying to be a Proverbs 31 woman of faith. Today we are continuing our deep dive into messianic prophecies in the Old Testament and how we can connect the dots to the New Testament We are surprisingly, I can't believe it, we are halfway through this series. I just can't believe we've already gotten to this point. And this is where things are really starting to pick up. And we're getting into parts of the story of our Messiah that we know really well. So let's buckle up together and dive on in. So there are three big takeaways that I want to discuss Um, today and this podcast episode and the first I feel like could be a whole series in and of itself so I'm just trying to give a brief overview and this first point that I feel like we need to talk about is that according to Old Testament prophecy our Messiah must be a priest and I like I said I feel like this could be a whole series in and of itself and it might be later down the road but let's just kind of go into an overview and of what this prophecy would look like and talk about it in new testament terms like i said maybe down the road we'll go into a deep dive into this word what it means to be a priest or a kohen in hebrew but for now let's turn to psalm 110 together and this is where we'll see the old testament tie in one of them anyway Psalm 110, we're going to read the whole psalm, and the psalm tells us this. My Lord is a Kohen forever is the title. A psalm of David, Adonai declares to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Adonai will extend your mighty rod from Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people will be a free will offering in a day of your power. In holy splendors from dawn's womb, yours is the dew of your youth. Adonai has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a Kohen, a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. My Lord is at your right hand. He will shatter kings in the days of his wrath. He will judge among the nations, heaping up with corpses. He will crush heads over the entire land. He will drink from a stream alongside there. So his head will be exalted. Now, this is a passage of scripture that, like I said, I could have a whole series about What are they talking about? This holy priesthood, this order of Melchizedek that our Messiah will be a part of. Um, I don't have enough time in just even one podcast episode to fully go into the details. And to be honest, it's something that I don't fully understand myself and would need to do quite some time to dig in and pray about before I feel like I could confidently give an in-depth Um, discussion about this royal priesthood. But what is important is that we have this general understanding is that our Messiah, who in this time when, when this psalm was written hasn't come yet, we are told that he will not just be a priest temporarily. The key is that he will be a priest, the high priest forever. And I feel like that is the big takeaway that we need to talk about. And we this is something we can wrap our minds around um, as believers is that our king, our messiah is to be the high priest, not only just a ruler in um, a political sense, but also in the high priest, the person who is on top when it comes to religious duties. Because remember the high priest in the temple was in charge of everything in the temple and was the person who went into the Holy of Holies and communicated with God the Father. Um, and so he, this Messiah that was to come according to Old Testament scriptures would be the ultimate high priest who would reign forever. And it is with this context This general context that we now have without going into too much detail, we can look at the book of Hebrews which is one of my favorite books in the Bible and in my opinion is extremely underrated and I feel like people do not read the book of Hebrews as much as they should. So, Let's turn to the book of Hebrews because it is chocked full of these prophetic connections and how Jesus fulfills them all as Messiah. If you have not read the book of Hebrews in a long, long time, I challenge you, whether you're a single woman, a married woman with kids, or a married woman without kids, or you're in a relationship with their uh, boyfriend, I challenge you... To take another look at the book of Hebrews and talk about it with your spouse because there's a lot of things that are mentioned in Hebrews, and I want to bring this up because to me it's really important. There's a lot of things in Hebrews that really connect the dots and the book of Hebrews is what inspired me to do this whole series and it's a great way to to use a book of the Bible that's in the New Testament to teach others and show others how the Old Testament and the New Testament are connected. It's a great tool to use with your children. It's a great tool to use as a prayer guide with a spouse. It's just a really wonderful book of the Bible. And I hope that um, this encourages you to take a look at this underrated book of the Bible. And right now we're going to be... looking at a couple of different passages from Hebrews, let's start with Hebrews chapter 5. And it tells us this, starting in verse 1. For every Kohen, Gadol, every high priest taken from among men is appointed to act on behalf of people in matters relating to God, so that he may offer gifts and sacrifices for sins, he is able to empathize with the ignorant and the deluded, since he himself is also subject to weakness. So that, um, those two verses right there really do explain the role of this high priest. For this reason, he has to make offerings for sins, just as for the people, so also for himself. Because all these high priests are man like us, fallen and full of sin. And no one takes this honor for himself, but only when he's called by God as Aaron was. Now, this is where it's extremely important. Let's focus in on these next two verses, starting at verse five. So also Messiah did not glorify himself to be made Cohen Gadol high priest. Rather, it was God who said to him, you are my son, Today I have become your father. And he says in a different passage, you are a Cohen forever according to the order of Melchizedek. In the days of his life on earth, Yeshua Jesus offered up both prayers and pleas with loud crying and tears to the one able to save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverence. Though he was a son, he learned obedience from what he suffered. And once made perfect, he became the source of eternal salvation to all who obey him. Called by God, Kohen Gadol, according to the order of Melchizedek. This passage in scripture beautifully summarizes Jesus' mission here on earth. That Jesus is more than just a person. Jesus is more than just a great guy who came to this world. He's more than just a man who's a prophet. He is indeed God in the flesh who came down onto this earth. And he is the only person who can be the high priest forever and forgive sins through the things that he has done for us on this earth. And that, to me, is something that is really mind-blowing when you think about it and when you read it in Scripture. And we also see this, again, echoed in Hebrews chapter 6, specifically verse 20 I want to point out. Really, Hebrews 5, 6, and 7 fully emphasize this but I just want to focus on verse 20 with you guys at this moment, and it tells us this. Yeshua Jesus has entered there as a forerunner on our behalf, having become Cohen Gadol forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. And again, like I said, you could read all of chapters 5, 6, and 7 of Hebrews yourself and pray and reflect on this, but... Chapter seven verses fifteen through seventeen again have to make the statement, and I think it's really important that it's so emphasized that Jesus is our ultimate priest, and it's mentioned in three chapters in a row, and it's really spelt out for us. So this is really an important um, an important aspect of who Messiah is, that he is a high priest, um, like I said, we can do a whole podcast series on this because this is an, such an important aspect on who our Messiah is. And it's reinforced again in these verses, which tell us, and it is even more evident if another uh, priest were to arise like Melchizedek, One may not by virtue of a Torah requirement of physical descent, but by virtue of the power of an indestructible life, for it is testified. You are king forever, a priest forever, a Cohen forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. You see, Jesus did not come from the tribe of Levi, but rather the tribe of Judah. And this is telling us and reinforcing this thought that Even though he came from a different tribe, it doesn't matter because he was perfect. He was perfect and powerful. So how did this priest, how did this perfect priest come and make himself known to the people? How did this perfect and eternal priest make himself known to his people In Jerusalem specifically, where the temple was standing. And he does not come in the way that I think a high priest or a king would make a grand entrance. I don't know about you, but um, whenever a a head of state or like the, the president travels somewhere, what comes to mind are big flashy parades. Um... lot of security. What comes to my mind is there's a lot of press and the people who, either the president or the king of England, if they're to come, it's a big spectacle. It's a big show and it's very flashy and elegant. But that's not how our king, our ultimate high priest, came to Jerusalem. He entered publicly into Jerusalem. Instead, not with a show or a white horse with a noble steed and not like Aladdin entered Agrabah in the movie Aladdin with all of his dancers and chariots and gold and wealth, all these physical items, but instead Jesus entered humbly on a donkey and this was prophesied In the book of Zechariah, long before Jesus ever walked the earth in the flesh. So if you'll turn with me. Zechariah chapter 9, starting at verse 9. This tells us, Rejoice greatly, daughter of Zion! Shout, daughter of Jerusalem! Behold, your king is coming to you, a righteous one bringing salvation! He is lowly, riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Notice these adjectives that we are told about our high priest, about our king. It's not what we think. It's not flashy. It's not regal. The adjectives we are given are lowly and righteous. And that is exactly what our Messiah, Jesus, Shows us in the book of Matthew and Mark. And if you want to read these accounts, you can either read in Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11, or Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 11. And these passages explicitly show us that Jesus did this, just this. And the people were so excited and they shouted, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. But this praise does not last for very long. And it's all because of this third point, which is that he, Jesus, entered the temple with strong authority. And we find this in the Old Testament, in the book of Malachi, um, chapter 3. So if you'll turn with me there. And starting at verse 1, we hear this. Behold, I am sending my messenger, and he will clear the way before me. Suddenly he will come to his temple, the Lord who you seek, and the messenger of the covenant, the one who you desire. Behold, he is coming. But Adonai says, But who can endure the day of his coming or who can stand when he appears? For he will be like a refiner's fire and like a soap for cleaning raw wool. And he will sit as a smelter or a purifier of silver. And he will cleanse the sons of Levi and purify them like gold or silver. And we do see this played out. And this is where things can get really sassy. You see this? what I call a sassy Jesus or a Jesus who, our Messiah, who takes a public stand and where people start to turn on him even more. And um, and there's three different places in the Gospels that we see this. In the book of Matthew chapter 21 and Luke chapter... Um, 2 27 through 38 we hear that prophecy again and um, also in the book of john so let's turn to the book of matthew first because matthew uh i think the way he presents this uh is really astounding so if you'll turn with me to matthew chapter 21 we can see Jesus refining the Levites, the Pharisees. And we are told this. In starting at verse 12, actually, let's say start, yeah, starting at verse 12. Then Yeshua entered the temple and drove out all those selling and buying in the temple. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those selling doves. And he said to them, It is written, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you're making it a den of thieves. The blind and lame came to him and the temple and healed them. But when the ruling priest and the scholars saw the wonders and the things he did, and, he, and they saw the children of the temple crying, Hosanna, son of David. They became indignant. They became indignant. And he became hated by the priests, the scribes, the Pharisees, and the Levites. And this is when we see things start to turn. Now I want us to stop here for a moment because we're going to continue on through the events of Holy Week and the coming weeks and talk about these things. But before we end, it's just really important that I want to strongly remind us that we as Christians need to be in the word of God. We need to be active in our faith in pursuing this truth about our Messiah because there are so many people in this world who make fun of people who believe in Jesus, who misunderstand people who believe in Jesus, and who make a lot of wrong assumptions about people who believe in Jesus and what the Bible has to say. But when we are armed with this truth, when we have knowledge of what the Bible says from beginning to end, and when we live out our faith in a way that demonstrates change in our lives, we can really have an impact on a world that is full of darkness, whether it's the girl in your Pilates class, or your office friend, or whether it's your child who has been coming home with lots and lots of questions because of things that friends have said at school. There are so many opportunities for us as Christian women, as women who believe that Jesus is our Messiah, to create a culture in our world that loves the Lord. And a culture that loves life. And we can create a culture where we return the focus to our creator. But we can only do that if we are in our Bibles if we are talking to God constantly, if we are communing with other believers and then taking all the things that we learn and go out into the world and not be afraid to speak this truth. And I want to encourage you today. We are all equipped for this because we have the Holy Spirit. We have the gift of our triune God. We have the gift of the Spirit when we put our trust in him and my friend he can do anything he can move mountains he can convert and change the hardest of hearts and we can be a part in that journey for someone just because we plant a seed doesn't mean we have to be the ones to water it but we have to be that light in this world that promotes killing babies and butchering children and um, sterilizing people we need to be this voice of reason and of hope and i hope that through our messiah who so humbled himself who was our eternal high priest forever but yet came humbly on a donkey and spoke truth when it was hard to do so, that we can follow his example. I hope that it's your takeaway from this episode. I pray for peace in your lives. I pray that if you're not a believer in Jesus or have questions, that you reach out to someone, that you talk to God, that you open up a Bible and start asking questions. And I pray that Jesus continues to mold and shape your life in a way so that we can do together as a community of women the will of the Father here on this earth for such a time as this. Thank you for listening to Proverbs 31 Wannabe. We hope you enjoy the program. If you do like our show, we would love to hear from you guys. So find us on Facebook. Find us on Instagram. Find us on TikTok x formerly twitter threads find us anywhere give us a like give us a comment message us give us a rate on um wherever you listen to podcast we would love to hear from you guys and join us as we continue this journey next week please come back let a friend know share this podcast with a friend as we continue the study into Connecting the dots between Old and New Testament and how when we are armed with the truth, we can change the world. This is Alexis Heeslip, and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. God bless.